Hi everybody, this is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. As I'm sure you're aware, there was a savage attack in California recently. The San Bernardino County Public Health Department held their annual holiday gathering. The party ended with 14 people shot dead and 21 injured in the latest terrorist attack, this time on American soil. This is, of course, after ISIS had promised these kinds of attacks. California Health Inspector Syed Rizwan Farouk and his Saudi Arabian wife Tashfeen Malik left their six-month-old baby with Farouk's mother claiming they were going to a doctor's appointment. Farouk attended the party with his co-workers before leaving in what some described as an angry state of mind only to return with his wife and another suspect. The three terrorists were clad in tactical military gear armed with handguns, assault rifles, explosives, and what has been described as tons of ammo. A witness claimed everyone dropped to the floor. It was during a holiday party. The guys opened fire for 30 seconds randomly, then paused to reload and began firing again. Now, this inland regional center is also a home for disabled uh, children, and uh, my guess is a gun-free zone. And, of course, this story is still developing. This is the latest information that we have may be subject to revision. Now, while the mainstream media speculated about right-wing anti-government extremists and a spontaneous act of workplace violence, San Bernardino police chief Jared Baguan noted that there was obviously, quote, some degree of planning involved in the attack. The gunman's father, also named Sayed Farouk, commented, quote, I haven't heard anything. He was very religious. He would go to work come back, go to pray, come back, he's Muslim. Farouk's brother-in-law, Farhan Khan, commented on the attack via the Council on American-Islamic Relations, noting that he, quote, had absolutely no idea why he would do this. I am shocked myself. No idea. No idea that there was potential for violence in this man. We'll get as to how that may not be a totally believable statement in a little bit. Now here, of course, we have a great challenge, a great challenge. America and Europe are looking at taking in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of largely Muslim refugees from the Middle East. But they say, don't worry, we've got a vetting process, and that vetting process is going to make sure that nobody comes in who's a radical. Well, Saeed Farouk was born in America. He was radicalized somehow, perhaps by his wife, as we'll get to in a few minutes. But if his family, if his father, if his brother-in-law had no idea that he was capable of such radical violence, what is some FBI guy going to do in terms of being able to vet people accurately? It's nonsense. If these people genuinely had no idea that this man was capable of this kind of violence, the vetting process is a lie because there's no vetting in the world that will substitute for decades of experience or years of experience directly with someone. So if they're right and they had no idea, we cannot trust the vetting process in any way, shape, or form. The Council on American-Islamic Relations leader then took over at the press conference and pushing Farouk's brother-in-law aside, he said, quote, I had a chance to speak with Mr. Khan before and he truly doesn't feel he's informed enough or, or anyone is informed enough to comment. We don't know the motives. Is it work? Rage-related? Is it mental illness? Is it extreme ideology? At this point, it's really unknown to us. Extreme ideology. Now, this fellow is a representative of the Council on American-Islamic 
relations. Extreme ideology, can you not say the word Islamic or Muslim? I mean, it's right there in the title of your actual organization. God, the amount of unreality we are currently immersed in. It's like living in the mad daydreams of a psychotic inmate. He also noted, human life is precious. We respect human life. Please do not implicate Islam or Muslims. Our faith is against this type of behavior. Well, I will leave you, my friends, to use your favorite search engine and look up what the Quran says about unbelievers. Um, I'll just let you do it. Uh, it's uh, some exciting reading, to say the least. President Barack Obama said, we have a pattern now of mass shootings in this country that has no parallel anywhere else in the world. And there are some steps we can take to improve the odds that they don't happen as frequently. It always reminds me of Carr from the Jungle Book, Trust in Me. So yeah, I, I actually would agree that there are things that the American government can do to stop these kinds of attacks. I don't know, just pulling one out of thin air. How about you stop bombing Muslim countries? Stop invading Muslim countries? Stop sending drone strikes into wedding parties? Just a thought. Barack Obama, of course, was mocking recently Republicans because Republicans were concerned about migrants and refugees. And he said, why would they be afraid of women, orphans and women? Well, this would be one example of a woman who was, say, shooting up. 14 people. But it's okay, you see, because Canada, in taking tens of thousands of refugees in, is only taking women and children, not men, because as we all know, women can never be violent or dangerous. Well, except if you put them in the military, in which case they're just as good at fighting as men. Madness that we live in currently. So, Obama then commented on the ability of people on no-fly lists being able to purchase guns legally in the United States. He also noted that this doesn't happen as frequently in other countries. Now, what this has to do with the no-fly list, I have no idea, because this guy was neither on the no-fly list and was not prevented in any way, shape, or form from flying to Saudi Arabia, where he apparently met his lovely bride. While President Obama and the mainstream media pondered how they could blame guns or white people or right-wing extremists or Republicans, Islamophobia or climate change, for this terrorist attack, the Democratic presidential candidates made statements on Twitter. Hillary Clinton, I refuse to accept this is normal. We must take action to stop gun violence now. Martin O'Malley, horrifying news out of San Bernardino. Enough is enough. It's time to stand up to the NRA and enact meaningful gun safety laws. Bernie Sanders, mass shootings are becoming an almost everyday occurrence in this country. This sickening and senseless gun violence must stop. Uh, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. California Governor Jerry Brown noted that California will spare no effort in bringing these killers to justice. So apparently, Mr. Sanctuary City, where you can be an illegal immigrant and never ever face prosecution or, export or, or, or deportation, apparently Mr. Sanctuary Cities is really now very interested and focused on enforcing the law. The three suspects fled the inland regional center after the attack in an SUV, throwing what appeared to be pipe bombs at the police cars, which pursued them in a high-speed chase. It just sounds like something out of Grand Theft Auto, doesn't it? Fake pipe bombs, they actually turned out to be fake pipe bombs, but uh, nonetheless. The chase ended approximately a mile and a half from the scene of the massacre as Farouk and Malik were killed during a shootout with the police. Two police officers were also wounded with non-life-threatening injuries. At least one was not shot directly, but it was a ricochet or shrapnel. 
So apparently these two brave terrorists, not so good at shooting at people who are actually shooting back. Yeah, shooting um, government workers enjoying their Christmas cake. Okay, shooting at police, they do a very, very bad job. Police commented that a .223 caliber DPMS Model A-15 rifle, a Smith and Wesson M&P-15 rifle, and two handguns were recovered from the SUV. With the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms reporting two of the firearms had been purchased legally, the Associated Press, citing the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, apparently there's one more, said two of the weapons were purchased by someone who is now under investigation. That raises a very interesting question or point, which is that there are these two people, there's a third person apparently on the run, although there's some mixed reports about that, but someone had bought these weapons for them, which to me expands the net a little bit to include a potential conspiracy. The SUV that the terrorists fled in also contained controls for a remote control car which was left at the scene of the crime and loaded with explosives. SWAT officers have been conducting house-to-house -house searches for a suspected third gunman who is still on the loose. President Obama added, it is possible that this is terrorist related. We don't know. It is also possible that this was workplace related. Yeah, I remember the same reticence to rush to judgment in the cases of Michael Brown, et al, et al, et al. Oh, I think there was one T. Martin as well that may have been implicated. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, quote, you can come to one clear conclusion with the information they have right now. This is an act of terror. The question was motivation. The question here is not, is it an act of terror? We're beyond that. When you've got two assault weapons, two handguns, you're in body armor, you've got a home that's booby-trapped, you've been practicing to do this. If you can't come to a conclusion at this point that this was an act of terror, you should find something else to do for a living besides law enforcement. I mean, you're a moron. So, co-worker, uh, sorry, a former colleague, Griselda Reisinger, said, he never struck me as a fanatic, he never struck me as suspicious, I guess until he struck people with bullets. Co-worker Patrick Bakari, who shared a cubicle with Farouk, noted that the young family appeared to be, quote, living the American dream. Reports have also emerged from neighbors, noting they witnessed suspicious activity around the Farouk home, including a half dozen Middle Eastern men coming and going from the apartment and suspicious packages delivered. delivered. They decided not to report anything because they were concerned about racial profiling, being portrayed as racist, or maybe being sued by a pseudo-clockmaker kid from Qatar for $15 million. Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump came under heavy criticism last week for encouraging American citizens to report suspicious activity to the police. Saeed Rizwan Farooq was born in the United States in Chicago, but his parents are thought to have originated from Pakistan. In 2013, he earned 51,747 plus benefits as an environmental health specialist. He inspected restaurants and hotels for the health department, obviously and ironically clearly concerned with workplace safety. Six years ago, Farooq created a profile on a Muslim dating and marriage site. He allegedly wrote that he was, quote, part of a religious but modern family of four, and that he enjoyed, quote, doing target practice with younger sister and friends in their backyard. I think, to be fair, he means accompanied by his younger sister and his friends, not target practice at them, although, you know, perhaps we can hear from them about that. It's also great to see that somebody naturalized in the U.S., who's gone through the U.S. educational system, who's highly religious, can't spell the word religious.
He said, uh, I try to live as a good Muslim, looking for a girl who has the same outlook, wear hijab, but live the life to the fullest. Any English teachers? Hello, anybody. His older brother is also reported to have been in the U.S. military. Farouk's mother, Rafia Farouk, filed for divorce from her husband, Saeed Farouk Sr., in 2006. Remember they said there's no possible way to know this guy could ever have been violent or had any mental health issues? Well, let's find out. Mrs. Farouk reported multiple instances of domestic abuse in the legal filing for divorce and reported that her husband, quote, threatens to kill himself on a daily basis. Threatens to kill himself on a daily basis. We had no idea he had any capacity for violence or instability. During one incident, Mrs. Farouk alleged that her son came between them to save me. So a hyperviolent, suicidal, brutal, abusive household doing its usual ugly work on the psyches of people. Farouk's father noted, uh, he's married and has a kid. We're estranged because my wife got the divorce and they are together. She doesn't want to see me. See, that's the only reason that he doesn't want to see you. Federal officials reported that Farouk made a trip to Saudi Arabia within the last two years, most likely for the religious pilgrimage to the city of Mecca, which all devout Muslims are required to do at least once in their lifetime. It is believed that while abroad, Farouk met Malik and got engaged, later bringing her to the United States on a K-1 fiancé visa. Now with added bullets! Police reported that the couple had what appeared to be an IED factory, that's improvised explosive device, inside their home. Thousands of rounds of ammunition, 12 pipe bombs and hundreds of tools that quote could be used to construct IEDs or pipe bombs were found at the couple's residence. It's also been confirmed that Farouk was in touch via phone and social media with more than one international terrorism subject which was already being investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So these are the facts and here are some conclusions. You are in a controlled narrative. There's a, a big panic mode at the moment, of course. Everyone's so, so sensitive, so sensitive. Yeah, because, of course, when Dylan Roof uh, shot up a black church, uh, everybody was so sensitive to the narrative that white people wouldn't want to be implicated. And everyone was so careful to say, well, the vast majority of white people aren't violent at all. <laughs> right? So that's why I'm not saying that about Muslims, because it's not said about anyone else. It's a controlled narrative. They first off tried to say, well, you know, it's probably some right-wing anti-government extremist, and it's workplace violence, it's, right? There is a very panicky narrative that's going on at the moment. It all has to do with political power. That's what it's all about. They don't care about you. They don't care if you get shot up. All they want is political power. And I'm talking about the Democrats. Democrats have imported hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands and hundreds of thousands of Muslims. Why? Well, as of 2011, 70% of Muslims identified as Democrats and 11% leaned towards Republicans. An informal poll conducted by the Council on American-Islamic Relations in 2012 determined that 85% of Muslim voters in the election voted for President Barack Obama over Republican challenger Mitt Romney. So why do the Democrats want Muslims in the country? Do they care about multiculturalism? Do they care about diversity? Of course not. Does the media say, boy, not enough Republicans around here. They do represent half the population, but most of us are Democrats. So let's get some diversity in and bring in more Republicans. They never do that. They want to bring in the Muslims as a voting base, the same way they want to bring in the Latinos and other third world immigrants who vote for the Democrats. They don't care if you get shot up in the process. The important thing is to understand that they are addicts to political power.
Political power is an addiction. It is a physical addiction that is stronger than the addiction to cocaine. They don't care. Like, a man will sell his children if he needs some crack, and the Democrats will sell you down the river so that they can get their voting block. Doesn't matter if people get shot up. This is why the Democrats do not talk about Islam or radical Islam or any kind of problems with this area, era. And this is why the media will attack anyone who brings this kind of stuff up as a racist, as an Islamophobe, whatever the heck that even means. It's just about political power. It has nothing to do with anything that's beneficial to you. I mean, come on. The moment that Dylan Roof attacked the black church, the, the Confederate flag somehow got blamed for all of this. But we're not supposed to accept that there's any possibility that this man's ideology, this woman's ideology, this woman's religious beliefs, this man's religious beliefs had anything to do with this attack whatsoever. The narrative is nonsense and you've really got to keep your eyes peeled for the degree to which you are going to be manipulated in the coming days about this story. If the narrative emerges that there are risky people to bring into a country, and yeah, okay, vast majority of Muslims are peaceful. There, yes, I said it. So it's one in 10,000. It's one in a thousand. But it's almost zero for Scottish people, so you can choose. Do you want to bring people in who have the European tradition of respect for women, of separation of church and state, of uh, the First Amendment, to some degree the Second Amendment? Do you want to have innocent until proven guilty and a certain secular outlook being brought in from Europe? Or do you want this other kind of belief system being brought in, which is not wildly compatible with Western values. It's your choice. I can certainly say that that which will be best for you as a whole will be to have people come into your country who come from your own cultural tradition because that's the way the country was founded and that's the way that the country is still to a large degree operating. But you see, that doesn't suit or uh, help the Democrats who will import as many people as they want to stuff the ballot rather than making a rational appeal to the self-interest of intelligent voters. Oh, God forbid that ever start to happen, then we might see a different kind of politics in the United States. Thank you so much for watching. We will keep you apprised of what's going on with this story. This is Stefan Molyneux for Free Domain Radio. To help us continue to bring these kinds of reports to the world, please, freedomainradio.com slash donate. It's all up to you. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back soon.